Henry Paul of the Outlaws is on the phone with me for uh, Rockstar Interviews. Uh, how's it going? Everything good? Everything's good. I'm uh, enjoying a day at home. I had a list of calls to make this morning so I don't have to run out the door and, you know, do battle with the real world. I can <laughs> sit at home talk to you. Yeah, as staying home seems to be the way of the world right now. Uh, the uh, let's talk about the new album because uh, you guys have one. I've been spending time with it. It's called Dixie Highway, uh, and uh, with this album, uh, the first thing that came to my mind when I was listening, uh, it, it just like a big blinking neon sign on my brain, and it said this: "It said cats don't lay down licks like this anymore." You know, it, it, part of the the hallmark of our generation is musicianship in popular music uh before the 60s 70s you know there were the 50s and there were you know the schmaltzier's early 60s and and then there was you know the disco thing kind of popped up alongside of what we were doing and then uh, there's always people that love music more than others and there's people that don't care about music that much, and for them, maybe the top 40 is all they really need or want. Mm -hmm. But for people that love music, uh, that's specifically who we made this record for because it's a very intricate, very difficult musical personality to to write, arrange, and record. It is. And so... It has a very, my impression of the album was somewhat similar to yours, but it also sort of felt very... Fresh, new. Uh, yes. It did. And, it and, did to me, too. That was my take. Right. It, it goes back to the band's beginnings, and it also kind of brings you right up to today in the same, in the same musical yeah. moment. So, uh, you know, we're proud of it. I mean... You should the be. Critics have been very good to us with it, and, uh, and we're enjoying the... A little bit of the buzz about it. Yeah, the Florida Guitar Army lives. Uh, you you sing and uh, you play one of the guitars. Uh, and uh, compare what you guys are doing now. And I think you kind of did just a minute ago when you mentioned Top 40 and whatnot. But uh, this new country phenomenon that is just sort of sweeping the world. Uh, you guys don't have the fake twang. You guys don't do vocal tricks. Uh, you, you, you sing Southern Rock Will Never Die, which is the title of the first song on the album. I just want you to tell us about that and how much you guys have a brotherhood, uh, you guys with the Almonds and, and Skinnerd and, and Molly Hatchet and all that. Well, I mean, the, the idea that you could be uh, a share of camaraderie and a friendship and a shared pride in a in a musical presentation with your with your uh, contemporaries that you share a bill with was novel in and of itself i think what, if you ever go back to the old rock shows from the late 50s and you see it used to be that they would have like a cavalcade of stars sure they would right they would have 10 or 15 recording artists and each one would come out and do two or three songs and they'd hustle them off the stage and bring someone else out. And I was always taken by that because it seemed as though the performers shared a very uh, real bond. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper and uh -huh. Richie Valens. And so the Southern Rock thing was very much camaraderie because we were all sort of 
waging war against the world in a career sense of the word. We all came from Jacksonville and Nashville and Tampa. And, you know, it was it was uh, Spartanburg and, and, and it was kind of a cultural uh, a point to the musical personality that that made it uh, appealing to people outside that culture. I, I remember going up north and kids coming to the show with cowboy hats on and bottles <laughs> of, you know, Jack Daniels whiskey and cowboy boots. And they, you know, they were, it's almost like getting in character for the music. And it was, it was more than just a song. Let's make that point. Well, the uh, the album song title uh, is is Dixie Highway, um, which is another great song on it. And uh, the actual Dixie Highway, uh, its northern point uh, when it still existed was Chicago. Uh, and, and you and you chose the name of the song and the name of the album deliberately. Yes. Well, I mean, the Dixie Highway became Highway Forty One, and I don't know where the intersection came, but at one point further south it became US Highway 1 but it was a it was the distance the shortest distance between Miami and 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 uh and Chicago and everybody from the northeast that wanted to come to Florida and go to the beach or take a vacation <clears throat> you know or move or it was always done on that road and growing up in Tampa we we lived right on Highway 41, and I can't tell you how many times I drove by road signs that said the Dixie Highway, and in the back of my mind as a songwriter, I thought, well, that's an interesting title. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of figured out that it was more or less a metaphor for mine and the band's career, and, and if you listen to the lyric, it's sort of a life story. I mean, the road that runs before us is twisted and it turns uh, with miles of open highway and bridges that we burned. And, you know, it's just us going out there and being who we were and having our fun and paying the price. And, and at the end of the song, it says, uh, the road is unforgiving, but we're on it till the end because we believe that our salvation is just around the bend. Yeah, no, And no. that's, yeah, that's the optimistic view we take of our career. You know, we're still swinging for the fences, still putting a great show on, still writing and recording great music. And it doesn't really matter to us who's in style or what's going on in the rest of the world. We're doing what we do. Well, we want to talk about uh, one of the uh, original, I believe he's an original member, who you call Dixie Highway his curtain call, and that being a Chicago guy by the name of Frank O'Keefe. Tell me about him yeah. uh, and, 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 and just, yeah, tell me about him. He sounds like uh, yeah. uh, an interesting cat. Well, he was a very soulful guy, and he was a very Chicago boy. You know, he was very much Chicago boy. He had an Irish dad and an Italian mom. He was very... That's uh, Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah, his dad opened a restaurant in Clearwater called O'Keefe's. They had a great beef dip. It was it was very culturally uh, sort of first-generation transplant to Florida, and he was a an exceptionally gifted musician. He was quite honestly a great guitar player. Uh-huh. He wound up playing bass in the band by default. He was a really good songwriter, really good singer. And again, with Huey and myself and to a degree, Billy, you know, he was sort of, that was a competitive job description. And, uh, and Frank sort of got swept under the rug a little bit as a, as a musical personality in the band. And to, and to take that a step further, he left the group first very early. And so, you know, it was kind of like the forgotten member of the band that I felt like needed to be uh, 
dust it off and put back up on the stage and let people know who he was and appreciate what he did. Yeah. And so we cut that song of his, Windy City's Blue. Right. I was just going to get to that. By the way, it is an Italian beef sandwich. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yes. Right. (laughs) You got to have the hot peppers, by the way, too. Uh, The Windy City's Blue. I was going to bring that up because I love that song. It's the second to last one on on the disc. Uh, It was written by O'Keefe, Frank O'Keefe, a long time ago. Oh, yes. And so, you know, I mean, as a tribute to Frank, we recorded his song. And we borrowed from the original demo we cut back in 1973, and then we brought it sort of into full arrangement uh, correctness as a band. Uh, Steve Grisham sang it, and his voice is remarkably similar to Frank's, and uh, obviously has a very Allman Brothers band uh, character to it. It does, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's who we were influenced by. That was the band that turned everybody, myself included, and Charlie Daniels and yep. Marshall Tuck. That was the band that turned us turned us all on and uh, opened the door for us. So it's just a very appropriate and really, I think, heartfelt tip of the hat to Frank. And uh, it really is great. And, uh, you know, it makes me feel good to be able to do that. And then the album closes with a song called uh, Making Memories, where you pay tribute to the Almonds. Uh, right. The Chicago Connection, by the way. Barry Oakley was the other bass player who's from from uh, from up here. But, uh, man, you, you guys just paying tribute to the others. Uh, Making uh, Memories is a great way to close the album. I believe we have uh, 11 songs on it. Um, yes. Now, uh, you know, because there are so few multi-guitar attack bands that are out there in uh, the true Southern rock way, this... Uh, this album should be, you know, I think it should be listened by to a lot of people. I'm, I'm real thrilled to turn people on to uh, the album Dixie Highway because, you know, like we said earlier, it's got fresh licks that sound timeless. And it's something you're going to find yourself listening to over and over again. And, and uh, I, I'm excited to uh, to get a lot of people out there uh, checking out the uh, new Outlaws album. Uh, and, and now I guess my, my final question to you, Henry Paul, would be when will you be in Chicago to uh, to play it live for us? Well, that's a good question, you know, and I don't know the answer because our schedule is still coming together. We, uh, Chicago is not, you know, a strange market for, you know, we're not a stranger to that market. It's, no, you're it's not. a place that we play fairly regularly. And, uh, but where our Chicago play will come this year, I have no idea as of yet, but trust me, I have great friends in Chicago and, uh, you know, I know they're anxious to see the band or, you know, excited to see the group and, uh, on the heels of this new release, it's going to give the Outlaws a, a significant opportunity to come back and and, and, yeah. and continue to do what we've done for so long. Well, it is a great album, Henry Paul of the Outlaws. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I get, you know, green grass and high tides requested uh, on the air. And uh, you, your legacy uh, will live forever. And, and the new album is great. And it was uh, indeed a pleasure to talk to you. Henry Paul of the Outlaws on the Drive's Rockstar Interviews.